Good morning. It is November 28th. Cold morning in New York City. Not as cold as upstate, where they're getting snow dumped on them. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. 41 construction workers in India, who've been trapped underground since November 12th, are emerging even now as rescuers have finally opened a way out of the collapsed roadway tunnel, where the workers had been stuck through a series of previous attempts to unsuccessfully get them out. On the front of today's New York Times, the truce in Gaza has been extended two more days to allow for further hostage releases. Peter Baker of the Times writes that the success of the ceasefire so far is a problem for Joe Biden, because now he has to figure out what happens next. If the ceasefire had failed to happen at all, what comes next would also still be a problem. Nevertheless, good news is bad news for Joe Biden. Right below that, even Biden voters are gloomy about economy, despite data discussing how good economic news under Joe Biden is still bad news for Joe Biden. People have been yelling at each other about this on the internet for days and days now, as the basic precariousness of everyday American life endures despite an incredibly strong labor market, and people's firsthand material difficulties with inflation are framed through constant mass media messaging about how inflation is the only economic phenomenon that matters, a message whose ultimate purpose is to crush the labor market and reverse the gains that workers have made in getting some greater leverage over their working conditions. The story does note that some voters, unhappy as they are with the price of things, are still able to remember that they have no reason, based on past experience, to trust Donald Trump to manage the economy either. On page A12, opening the National Report, there is the news that the success of Joe Biden's solar panel initiatives has the potential to be a problem for Joe Biden. Jonathan Weissman, who will forever be the guy who got in trouble, for tweeting that John Lewis didn't count as a real Southerner because he was black, goes to the South to a bustling solar plant in Georgia to report on how the Biden administration's incentives are bringing so many plants online that the price of solar panels could go down. Thus, Mr. Biden's political advantage in the clean energy economy could turn into a crippling liability, shutdowns and canceled construction plans rippling across the country, including in key 2024 states like Georgia, Arizona, and Colorado. The climate plan, as a climate plan, is working. Access to clean energy is becoming more affordable for the American public. An American public who, we were reminded on page one, is very concerned about the high cost of things. But down the line, the secondary economic effects of an effective transition to clean energy could produce tertiary political effects, which would make it all a failure. Weissman writes, Mr. Biden's re-election may depend more on rallying voters around economic progress than persuading them to care about his climate successes. A perverse and lamentable state of affairs that this newspaper article is specifically dedicated to trying to bring about. Meanwhile, on the other side of the contest, there is a page one story from Iowa. As Trump coasts, DeSantis and Haley claw for Iowa's approval. The story begins, negative mailers are overstuffing Iowa mailboxes, attack ads are cluttering the airwaves, and door knockers are fanning out from Des Moines to Dubuque and everywhere in between. A vivid-sounding litany of the most generic details possible. Anyway, onward. The Iowa caucuses, the first contest in the Republican nominating calendar, are poised to play an especially consequential role in 2024. Are they? No, they are not. But with only 49 days to go, Donald J. Trump's top rivals are running out of time to catch him as Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley thrash each other in the final sprint to the starting line. I'm genuinely uncertain about the intentionality behind that perfectly self-undermining phrase, final sprint to the starting line, but onward. Next paragraph. Far ahead in national polls, Mr. Trump is aiming for an emphatic victory on January 15th in Iowa, 
that could serve as an early knockout punch. He leads in public surveys in the state by a margin twice as large as the most competitive contest in the last 50 years. To recap, it's time to pay attention to the Iowa caucuses, even though they won't happen for another 49 days, because they are very consequential, despite polling that says they're completely non-competitive. As presented, the contest between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis is about which of them will lose, and which of them will lose even worse. That is your page one update from the campaign trail. And that is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And we will talk again tomorrow if all goes well.